I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to Discovery Call Podcast. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and today we are talking all about value-aligned brand messaging. I am so excited for you to meet Ashley Sang. It was actually funny that we are talking about this today because I was hanging out on Instagram earlier and someone I follow was talking about the importance of our values showing up in our presence on social media. And I thought, hey, I know someone who is an expert on this topic. I think we often view brand messaging in alignment with how we show up in our copy and social media and all the areas. But what I love most with this conversation is that you're going to have a much broader perspective on what having value aligned brand messaging can do for your business and all the different ways it impacts your business. All right. So without further ado, here is Ashley. All right. Welcome to the podcast. Can you share with my guests a little bit about you and what you do and what you're all about? Yeah, thanks so much. My name is Ashley Sang. I run Ashley Sang Consulting, and I equip conscious and caring business owners with values-aligned brand messaging strategy so that they have the confidence to clearly talk about what they do and why it matters, and they're able to run a business that not only feels good, but also does good. I really believe in the power of business as a mechanism for impact, as a mechanism to live out our personal and and company values. So that's what I do professionally. And then in terms of who I am as a human outside of being a, a strategist and a consultant, I have a toddler with my husband, which is all consuming. And I'm a traveler and a thrifter and a, I'm a new podcast host myself. It's called the Purpose in Progress podcast, and it's my way of sharing anecdotes and advice from and for all the amazing women that I meet. Okay, that is awesome. Yes, a toddler will keep you very busy. (laughs) So busy. (laughs) Yes, busy is like the understatement. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, oh my goodness. And it's always like it's a miracle. You can be a podcaster, the toddler as well. So that that is an accomplishment. So yeah. Thank you. I love what you do. And I love like the whole purpose behind what you do. And so how did you get into the whole brand strategy world? Like what was like your origins that brought you up to this point? Yeah, I'm one of those accidental turned intentional entrepreneurs. I have always been in and around the communications and marketing space without even knowing necessarily in the beginning of my career that that's what I was doing. I have a background in international development and then turned local nonprofits and I had been freelancing on the side. And it was through those freelance projects specifically that I kind of found myself on these strategy projects and I was Googling as I went, literally I I got placed on a brand messaging strategy and I had to, I I literally had to Google frameworks of what goes into one and what is this and how does this serve the project that I'm part of? And the, the more I got into it and the more projects I saw the opportunity to take on in this strategy realm and specifically in the brand messaging strategy realm, the more I fell in love with it. The more I saw that 
when I was doing done for you copy and content and all things creation, I was realizing that people were throwing money at a problem without any strategy behind what it was that that money was fixing, right? What what it was that they were trying to accomplish with X blog post or Y social media post or anything in between. And so as I honed my skills and my own personal approach to brand messaging strategy, and as I learned more about the role of brand values specifically and how they really do just make business feel better across the board, for yourself, for your partners, for your team, for your customers, of course, uh, I really double down on that values aligned brand messaging strategy. So it's been an evolution for sure. And I'm sure there will be some future iteration of, of what it is that I do and, and why I do it. But that has been the, the slow build that has gotten me to where I am now. That is amazing. And I think it's so right because I've been in a position where I provided a blog post or even just like social media content, because that's like kind of the world I'm in. I'm in the podcast management, social media management world, where it's like the I provided it, but then it wasn't like within a framework of overall strategy. So it's like it wasn't really guiding anything to a good direction. So I think that's such a good point. What would be the symptoms of somebody who is kind of stuck in that? you're creating content, you're doing your content marketing, but it's not actually feeding to the overall strategy of your business. It's like, what would be some symptoms of that? Yeah. So there are lots. One might be that you feel like you're spending all this time and energy on content, but it's not leading anywhere, right? Which is easy to feel, even if you do have a strategy, it it is very easy to feel like you're on a hamster wheel. But ideally there will be some sort of feedback loop where you create something and it resonates with the exact people you want it to resonate with and they'll ask more questions or they'll give amazing feedback about how helpful that was and that will inspire future posts. And it really does build upon itself. It's like a snowball going down the hill that picks up more snow as it goes. So if you are not feeling that momentum, if you are feeling disjointed or like everything you're posting is starting from scratch or something like that, you need to have something to anchor you. And for me, that's always values and audience. Another sign might be that it just doesn't feel like you or doesn't sound like you. You haven't nailed your voice yet, or you haven't nailed your audience yet, or you're kind of embarrassed by what it looks like or sounds like or feels like, and you want your business and the way it is presented in the world to just look and feel and sound more like you or more like it doesn't even have to be you, you know, founder forward, face of the brand, more like the vision you have for your brand. And so really stepping into that brand persona, whatever you want it to be, should feel really, really good. It should feel easy to communicate to someone else. If you're outsourcing your social media, if you're outsourcing your podcast intro, they should be able to nail your vision because your vision is so clear and it's recorded somewhere. It needs to be clear to someone who does not live inside your head and heart all day, every day. So if you have not taken that step yet, then that's a really important step to take. That is such a good point because the whole, oh, when you outsource your content, I'll I'll know it when I see it. Like, you know, that really 
kind of is a sign of like, you're not communicating your brand voice well enough. Right. Um, and if you're having a hard time with people creating things that just look like they fit, that could be like a really good sign. You're just not very firm on your brand voice. And it's just not strong enough. So mm -hmm. that is such a good point. When you say it's recorded somewhere, would you say like people, what would you suggest when it comes to outsourcing? It's a little bunny trail, but when it comes to outsourcing, <laughs> what would you suggest that they have it recorded into like a brand voice document? What would you say? Yeah. So what I do with my clients is I create an entire brand messaging guide. Mine is pretty robust. I get pretty wordy. Like if you're on my newsletter list, you know, I have a lot to say because I really just care about this a lot, but my guides are generally 10 ish pages. They could be much shorter, but you need to capture these thoughts, these ideas, this essence somewhere. You need to put words to the feelings you want people to have when they interact with your brand. So whether that is simply capturing your three to five brand values, uniquely defining them and making sure those are captured somewhere, that's a great place to start. Capturing that audience, etc., and And not just you know, they are 35 year old women who live in Philadelphia. That's, that's not enough. It needs to be what they care about, what their tastes are, why they're shopping with you, what problems that you're solving, etc. But when I create a full brand messaging guide, I have six elements that I like to consider. One is a brand statement. So overarchingly, it's sort of like an elevated elevator pitch. Overarchingly, what is it that you do? Who is it for? And why does it matter so darn much? The next element is your mission statement. So that's obviously your why, why you keep showing up even on the tough days, even during the ebbs. The next element, which is of course essential are your brand values. And again, not just slapping some words up there, but really defining what they mean to you and your brand and how they relate to your vision and your audience. And then your brand voice is the fourth element. And that is really how you sound, how you show up. And then of course you have your core messages. So that's sort of the marketing speak. So the little snippets that you can copy and paste and smoosh together and pull apart and use as headlines, use as content prompts, all the things. And then I've, I've already lost track. We have, we have the brand six, statement, mission right? statement. We have your brand values. We have your audience. We have your voice and then your core messages. I think I skipped audience in there, but yeah, those six elements need to all come together where they intersect, where they're discreetly unique, et cetera. That is what you need to have clear and ideally tracked down on paper, not only for your future self, to be able to refer back to as you make decisions, but also for any team members you bring on in the future. That is amazing. That is very robust. So what is that first thing that you guide people to think about first? Because I think there's a lot of business owners out there. Like when we really think about it, we start our business because we needed to make money and this is what mm -hmm. we're good at. So they kind of, it's how they kind of like enter into it. But then they kind of realize there's so much more to running this business and just simply making money and finding clients and pay the bills. And I think that's like probably when people start really positioning themselves to you. So mm -hmm. what what is that first thing you work through to ask them to kind of like uncover those values? Yeah, it's a deeply reflective 
process uh, and that it's that values element that really does set entrepreneurship apart from just having a job. If you just needed to make money because you're good at something, you could go find someone else to work for, you know, theoretically, of course, so many people are in a position where, you know, they lost a job and that's why they started their business, etc. But in theory, you could at some point find a job doing what you do. Instead, you are choosing to create this, this thing, this entity, this vision outside of your self and the, you know, direct skills that you can offer. Or even if you're a product-based business, like, all right, let's say you sell knitwear. Okay, anyone could buy knitwear anywhere on the internet, right? Why would they buy it from you? What is it about your approach that's so, so special? So the first place I start is with that reflection. I ask a lot of questions around the topic, around the idea. Because if I just ask, what are your values? If you had those done and dusted, you wouldn't need me, right? And sometimes it is just a question of having validation. Sometimes you just need someone to reflect it back to you to say, yes, that makes perfect sense. Or yes, that is such marketing gold. Run with that. You know, it seems trite to you or it seems so basic to you because you live and breathe it every day. But sometimes what does come out of your mouth really is magic. And so sometimes you you simply need someone to validate for that for you. But yeah, I ask a lot of questions around the ideas. So one tried and true way I have found for establishing my own values is actually a time where I felt mortified. That is a very strong emotion, at least for me. And that shows me very clearly what is out of alignment and therefore what I should be seeking. So for me, that's how I came to my core value of integrity is anytime I'm out of integrity, I have that itchy, icky feeling out of my skin, do not want to be here feeling. And so that's how I know being in integrity is so essential to the way I want to show up, the way I want to make people feel, the what, the way I want to be known. So either something like, when was the time you were mortified? What situations make you feel mortified? Or something super positive, like when was the time you were so, so proud? Or what would make you so proud to be known for? That sort of big picture thing. And then we get really granular. You know, we do that, that I don't know, like four-year-old trick where it's like, but why? But why? But why? And we really get to the, the root of it. And we go from there. It's that outside perspective that's so, so valuable. Yeah, that is. That is. Most people probably come in and they kind of have a general feel of what their values are, but they're just not sure, like, this is going to work or is this even like legit and you come in and you just say yeah that that's perfect <laughs> and I love the fact that that you go deeper but why but why I love that because that really you find so much goodness in there so that's awesome what is that transformation that you have seen can you give like an example of like someone who came to you and then after having this what could they do with all that you did together like what was that transformation yeah, for me, it boils down to confidence, clarity, consistency, that ability to show up and know you're in the right place, know you're saying the right thing, know you're talking to the right people. That is so powerful for you, the CEO, the founder, the leader of your business, 
but also it's so powerful for your customers and their experience. It would feel really, really weird for you to have this amazing content that, you know, talks about, I don't know, inclusivity and transparency. And then your client gets onboarded and it's like super shady and no one is using inclusive language or captions or, you know, whatever, whatever the experience is that's opposite what you have been projecting online, right? So it's really about that alignment and that decision making. For me, a sort of hidden benefit that I don't think most people think of when they think of brand messaging strategy is that operational decision-making power. So who is it that you're going to hire? Refer to your brand messaging guide. Is that job description in alignment with your values, in alignment with your mission? Is that person's website in alignment with everything you've mapped out for your brand? You're hitching your wagon to them, right? So it needs, it doesn't need to be verbatim. It doesn't need to be same, same, but different. It just needs to be in alignment. It needs to fit like a puzzle piece. Something like how to set your prices. So if being a luxury brand is important to you because the women you work with have traditionally undervalued themselves and the only way they're going to get results is if you charge a high ticket cost for your service because they don't believe they're worth it unless they put so much skin in the game that it's a little bit scary for them. And therefore you charge a luxury price point and create a luxury experience because you know that's what your people need from you. Okay, great. Now you know how to set your price. Whereas if you are so eager to help these just off the the ground fledgling business owners and they have $200 to their name and you know that their potential potential for success and impact is amazing and that's the person you want to work with, you can't charge them $2,000 when you know they have $200 to work with, right? So how can you create an offer around that price point? How can you reach them en masse instead of, you know, one-on-one VIP days, et cetera? So things like pricing, hours of operation, snippets in your signature line, all of these things add up to the brand experience that you are creating, not only for yourself, but also for your customers and your team. So it is really not only how you show up online, but also how you show up in your business that really, really is a direct reflection of the the brand messaging strategy work that you do. That's amazing. Yeah. As you were talking about it, I was kind of thinking, whenever we think of a brand strategist coming on, we think about, oh, this is going to transform the marketing, right? And it it does. It gives you like the words and it shows you how to show up. But then I'm like, oh my goodness, it also transforms the onboarding process, Mm -hmm. the process of what it's like to work with you, how it is to communicate with you. Like that's going to show up everywhere. And if it does it, that means we're not aligning up like what we're doing with what we're (laughs) marketing. Mm -hmm. You want them to be like the same. So that has such a big, big impact. And you're right. The fact that when you hire somebody that you are hiring someone that lines up with those values is so important. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I started off as a virtual assistant, that was the one thing that like struck out to me was that, yes, there's lots of virtual assistants out there, Mm -hmm. 
but that's more of a matter of people finding the one that lines up with them. That's the key right there. Not only in the people you hire, but also in the people who are hiring you, right? There are a million and one other people who do what you do. So how can you show what, how can you show what you do is special? You know, whether it is simply the way that you view the world or whether it is a unique method based on your values, the the more specific you can be about what is so special and unique about the way you view the world, the more specifically you can attract the perfect fit people and the more specifically they can spread the word on your behalf too. Referrals, we all know, are so, so powerful. And while I don't recommend relying solely on referrals, the best way to have amazing referrals is to attract the right people to begin with and then make it so, so clear how they can spread the word on your behalf. Exactly. Yes. A business completely living off referrals, you can't control that, but it's a huge part of running your business. Is there anything else that you would just love to share with the audience of maybe something they don't really think about when it comes to their brand voice or strategy. Yeah. So it can feel heavy, right? Or it can feel like it's a one and done thing, or it can feel like a nice to have, or like a, okay, so I created my logo once, so my branding's done, right? But your branding, your messaging will inevitably change. It will evolve as you evolve as the founder, the visionary. It will evolve as the marketplace changes, you know, like what people in general in your industry want or need. It will evolve as your audience evolves, as you get more specific or as you're able to branch out. So definitely start somewhere and start with intention and then gather these little nuggets of data along the way. So these are questions that keep popping up or words that people keep using or hopes or personality types or or traits or, or all of the above that keep popping up and that you want more of and that you are able to create more around. And then going through the brand messaging process allows you to have a really solid base to grow up from, to edit and to actively, proactively evolve around. Instead of just running sales calls or creating content or crafting a customer experience from scratch every time or by the seat of your pants, right? So yes, it is important lofty work to sit and create a brand messaging strategy, but know that it is a living, breathing process. That's why my brand messaging guides are Google Docs and not like beautifully designed decks. That's one of one of the reasons. <laughs> but the main reason is that I want it to be copy and pasted and tweaked, you know, one word here and one word there as your business evolves because a stagnant business is not a very sustainable one. That is such a good point. It's a want that working living document, right? <laughs> yeah, that is so good. Well, what is inspiring you right now? Honestly, moms, and this might sound, I don't know, trite. I am very in the thick of it right now, (laughs) but primary caregivers in general, you know, whether it is a parent or an illness or, you know, no matter your identity, but especially these people who carry babies and birth them and nurse them and tend to their every need, 
around the clock every single day and still find grace and humor and a sliver of identity and nuance outside of this all-consuming role, it, it for me, it is very powerful and inspiring. And I, I find it so, so motivational to see moms specifically run thriving businesses or share day in the life content online about how hard it can be or how to keep things fresh for themselves and their children and people who do it alone and people who surround themselves with support because they know that's what they need. Basically, it's inspiring to me to see all the ways that people can make this identity of parenthood and this lifestyle and this role work for them and their unique families and goals. Yeah, it's just, it's a powerful stuff. It's it's so run of the mill. Everyone does it every day. Of course, not everyone is a parent, but everyone has this, this lifestyle decision that they live with every single day. But that doesn't mean that it's easy by any means. Yes, I love your answer. It was definitely surprised me of moms. I'm like, oh, wait, I'm a mom. But yeah, it, <laughs> it is so And you're crushing it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there, there are some days. And I think it's really interesting too, because- you know, I've talked about this before on my podcast, but virtual assistant marketing is really marketed towards moms. I'm sure you may have noticed that. Like, this is like a business you could do at home. And it, it is true. But man, that juggling of everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of work late or work during naps, but when naps don't happen, what do you do? And then also, if you could fall in that trap of looking at your kids as they are in the way of me doing my business which is not true. And then you're just, oh my gosh, I just viewed them in that way. And so it is a journey. And then when you figure Mm -hmm. it out, six months later, it's different. (laughs) Or six days later or six hours later. (laughs) Yes. Like I nailed it. Like I'm rocking it this week. And then next week you're like, okay, that doesn't work anymore. (laughs) So you learn how to think on your feet and find beauty in the mundane. Mm -hmm really quickly. So yeah, well, I know that there's probably people listening to this and they are realizing, oh my goodness, this is what's missing in my business. Or they just want to listen to you some more and just learn from you in that following world. Where can they find you? Yeah. So the best way to get a real taste of my approach to marketing and messaging is to download a visionary's guide to elevator pitches. It's a free guide a template to talk about what you do and why it matters in a way you actually feel confident with. So I have a special link for listeners, which is just ashleysang.com slash discovery call. And then in the discovery call spirit, I would love to get on a call with people, with listeners. So I like to call them, instead of discovery calls, I like to call them collaboration calls because we're chatting about how we're going to you know, potentially collaborate. So that's our time and our space to talk about how we can take steps together toward your vision, either with me as your consultant and strategist, or with me as your connector to someone who's a better fit. So I have those available at ashleysang.com slash collab. And then of course, you can listen to the Purpose in Progress podcast, which is my audio love letter to the online business community and it's where values spark action. I release new episodes every single Tuesday. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I hope that everyone hops on a call that would love to talk to you and that I just love that you just started your podcast. It's pretty new, right? You started about a month ago. 
Yeah, mid-February. So I think episode 11 just released recently. So Yeah, congratulations. They always say pod fade is after seven episodes. So you're past that. You're doing great. I made it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. So before you go, I do want to remind you that one of the most, I don't know, coolest things about this podcast, in my humble opinion, is the fact that every single person who comes on this podcast is expecting a call from you. Yes, you listener. They are willing and ready to hop in a coffee chat and just have a talk about the most interesting thing from this episode, something that really drew your attention and get to know one each other and basically grow your network. So if you feel like your networking has been a little bit dry or stale lately, or you're just not really meeting anybody new, this is your invitation. Go to the show notes, book a call and tell Ashley where you're from and just have a good time. And I just want to thank you all for listening again. And you know what? Normally I just kind of tell you to book a call with me or just come and listen to this podcast again next week, but I actually have a lead magnet. Y'all, it has taken me, gosh, how long to finally make my lead magnet, but I just want to share with you an opportunity to kind of borrow my whole social media content planning system. It is called the Content Bank Roadmap, and you're going to get the content bank. You're going to get some tips and tricks on how to fill it up so that you have ideas unlimited for the coming year. But also, if you hang in there in the email sequence, you'll also get my Trello board. So if you want to sign up for that, it is in the show notes as well. I decided, hey, it's a good place to include it. And I am so excited to kind of help you kind of create a system to get organized And also, if you're thinking about hiring a social media manager, this is a great way to prepare. Get everything in one place. It's beautiful. All right. As always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That would be perfect. And I will see you next time on another Discovery Call.